Ephesians chapter 6 and our text as you know is found there in the verse 17 Paul says take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God the sword of the spirit which is the word of God last Sabbath morning we considered the purpose for the sword and under that heading we looked at the offensive purpose we use the sword of the spirit in our offense against the wiles of the devil and the evils of this day we use the sword of the spirit not only for offensive purposes but also defense for we use God's word to defend ourselves and defend the truth against the devil and the enemy of the gospel we noted also purpose of the sword the word of God is for meditative purposes that we meditate upon the word day and night like the psalmist his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night we come now to our second point last week as I said we considered the purpose of the sword this morning I want us to begin by looking at the place for the sword obviously <coughs> when a soldier went into battle he would need to have his sword close by him certainly we could say Peter had his sword close by him for we read in Luke 22 and there in verse 49 they came to arrest the Lord and when they which were about him saw what would follow they said unto him Lord shall we smite with the sword that indicates to us that the disciples those who had swords had their swords near to them and we read then of course and one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear that of course was Peter that indicates to us that as well as the other disciples Peter certainly had his sword close by him by his side indeed that's where God told Israel to have their swords as they went into battle Exodus 32 verse 27 thus saith the Lord God of Israel 
put every man his sword by his side so they were to have their sword by their side they were to have their sword close by them and we can take that command and apply it to ourselves and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and have it by our side we should have the word of God close by us and if we have the sword of the spirit by our side that means that first of all the sword of the spirit is near at hand we have the sword of the spirit the word of God near at hand isn't that where we want to have the sword of the spirit even the word of God we want it near at hand that we might read it and study it and meditate upon it each day we don't bring out the sword of the spirit just on the Lord's day when we're going to God's house to worship no we ought to have the sword of the spirit the word of God close by us every day we ought to have it at hand every day and having the sword of the spirit near at hand close by us every day means that we shall become familiar with it familiar with God's word <coughs> no doubt the soldier who used a sword in battle would have had his sword by his hand he would have come become very familiar with it and how to use it no doubt he would have practiced using it when he wasn't in battle so when he had the sword by his side he'd have been very familiar with it they would want to be well skilled to be skilled in the use of the sword when engaged in battle with the enemy so it is with us when we face the wiles of the devil we need to have God's word close by us we need to have it at heart if you like we need to have it in our hand that we know what portions of scripture to turn to when Satan comes against us with his railing accusations we need to know how to combat the devil we need to know how to defeat him and we may do so if we are familiar with God's word there is no amount of satanic subtlety that the word of God cannot overthrow if we know how to wield the sword of the spirit and when wielded aright that 
only comes through the study of the word and becoming very familiar with the 66 books of the Bible we need to know where to find a book we come to the minor prophets and sometimes God's people who have been in the Christian pathway for years have difficulty in finding one of the minor prophets we ought to know where to go Paul said in 2 Timothy 2.15 study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that's how we're to study the work like a workman study to show thyself approved unto God pleasing to God <clears throat> a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth not to be ashamed would we not feel ashamed if we couldn't prove the deity of Christ when faced with say a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon because they deny the deity of Christ can we debate with them and prove from scripture that Christ is God when we know what verses to turn to how familiar are we with the sword of the spirit Would we feel ashamed if we were not able to prove, to say, a Seventh-day Adventist that we ought to worship on the first day of the week, not the seventh day? Would we know what verses of Scripture to turn to to prove that? Would we not feel ashamed if confronted by a, a Roman Catholic who believes in purgatory? Could we prove from Scripture there's no such a place as purgatory? See? What did Paul say? Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman. We're to study the word like a workman. That needed not to be a ship, needed not to be a ship, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what we have. This here is the sword of the Spirit but we need to be familiar with it how to use it when we face the enemy and the enemy comes against us having the sword of the spirit which is the word of God always having it near at hand we can study it 
readeth, meditate upon it day and night and be familiar with God's word as a soldier is familiar with his sword the sword of the spirit which is the word of God we have it near at hand we also have it in our heart the word of God it's not just a head knowledge of God's word that we need but it most certainly is a heart knowledge it's important to have a heart knowledge to have God's word in our hearts Psalm 119 verse 11 familiar verse thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. See? See how the word of God keeps a man from sin? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. There's the power of God's word. There's the power of the sword of the spirit. We have the word of God in our heart and it will keep us from sin. We want to live holy lives, don't we? We want to be spiritual men and women. We want to live a victorious life. And if we have God's word in our hearts, the psalmist says, we'll not sin against the Lord. The word of God in our hearts will keep us from falling into sin. That's what the enemy wants, of course, isn't it? We know that. Satan wants us to yield to temptation and to fall into sin. But the psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So we have God's word in the heart. We'll be able to defeat the devil and his temptations and his wily ways. You see, when you have a love for the word, yea, a heart for the word. <coughs> You will frustrate Satan every time. Every time. Because the word of God will keep us. Keep us from yielding to the wiles and the temptations of the devil. That's what we want. That's what God wants. The psalmist again Give me understanding, is his prayer. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. I shall keep thy word. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. With my whole heart. Psalm 119, verse 34. 
and in the same psalm verse 69 again the psalmist said I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart when we keep God's precepts when we keep God's word and we have it in our hearts the psalmist says I hide my, thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee having God's word in our hearts will keep us from sin keep us from yielding to temptation that's the sword of the spirit that's the weapon we use against the wiles of the devil the wicked one so we have the sword of the spirit which is the word of God in our hands in our hearts and in our heads that is we need to fill our minds with God's word for we know how Satan likes to play mind games with us how he fills our minds with doubts discouragements and dark thoughts we all know that we know that's the way of the evil one the wicked one but the best way to combat the fiery darts of the wicked is to fill our minds with God's word fill our minds with the word of God which is the sword of the spirit and of course Christ is the word isn't it as we have already pointed out when you look at the seven parts to this this armor each part points us to Christ so does the sword of the spirit which is the word of God Christ is the word of God and Christ will enable us to defeat the devil and what do we do we fill our minds with thoughts of the Lord Jesus Christ and when we do so we shall be victorious if you fill the mind with thoughts of Christ there will be no room for anything else we read in Isaiah 26 in verse 3 thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind whose mind is stead on thee because he trusted in thee thou will keep him in perfect peace and the devil is out to disturb that peace He's out to disturb the peace of the Christian. 
But here we read, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stead on thee. That word stead is a word that means to rest. It means to be supported. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind rests on thee. And the Lord supports us when our minds are rested on Christ. So when sin attacks us with those doubts and those dark thoughts, we combat and defeat him by resting in Christ and filling our thoughts and our minds with him. Just as David said, when he came to Ziklag and the enemy had come in and taken all the women and children and David's men were about to stone him we read David encouraged himself in the Lord that's what he did he encouraged himself in the Lord he filled his mind with thoughts of his Lord sin wants to fill our minds with worldly thoughts with worrying thoughts with wicked thoughts but let us fill our minds with thoughts of Christ and fill our minds with God's word for we know Christ is in all of God's word from Genesis to Revelation <clears throat> and when he attacks us let us lay hold upon the sword of the spirit which is the word of God for listen Satan has no answer to the word of God he has no answer to the sword of the spirit as we noted last week we can say of the sword of the spirit as David said of Goliath's sword there is none like that given me and the sword of the spirit we can say there is none like that give it me let's get it into our hands let's get it into our hearts let's get it into our head into our minds study the word become familiar with the word and you'll overthrow the devil the enemy of our souls every time so we have considered the purpose for the sword the place for the sword we look now at the power of the sword the power when we wield the sword of the spirit against the devil and his forces 
we need never doubt its power not at all didn't Paul say for the word of God is quick and powerful sharper than any two edged sword Hebrews 4.12 is that a wonderful way to describe God's word? Quick, powerful. Quick, we pointed out last week, means living. Living and powerful. That's the description of God's word. The word that Paul uses there in Hebrews 4.12, the word powerful that he uses is a word that means energetic. We have an energetic word. This is not a dead word. This is the word of the living God. It's a living word. It's an energetic word. It's an energetic word. It's always at work. It's always at work. This book is living and it's energetic. It's not a dead word. This is not a dead word. being such a weapon and part of our armour the sword of the spirit which is the word of God is first of all a conqueror of sin that's the power of the word it is a conqueror of sin are not we as soldiers soldiers in the Lord's army do we not contend with Satan in some shape or form every day every day we face the wiles of the devil and the power of Satan and the powers of hell Paul tells us in verse 12 there in Ephesians 6 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against powers that word there in verse 12 for powers is the word that means authority we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against authorities authorities of evil men but that is nothing when compared to the power of God's word for God's word is sharper than any two edged sword no power that Satan has is greater than the power we have that's fine and the sword of the spirit there's no amount of satanic subtlety there's none of hell's forces that can defeat us when we wield 
the word of God which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword the word of God in the highest sense is the most dreaded weapon we can use against the foe the most dreaded weapon that we can use against the foe how much sharper is the word of God than the weapons of men or demons we ought to rejoice in this word we have a great sword here we have a great power <coughs> at our hand how much sharper as I've said is God's word than any weapons of men or demons praise the Lord the Lord proved that when the mob you recall came to arrest him in Gethsemane's garden we read in John 18 John chapter 18 verse 3 Judas then having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees cometh thither with lanterns torches and weapons no doubt they had swords and spears and Jesus therefore knowing all things that would come upon him went forth and said unto them who seek ye they answered him Jesus of Nazareth Jesus said unto them I am he or I am and Judas also which betrayed him stood with them listen to this verse 6 as soon then as he had said unto them I am they went backward and fell to the ground John 18 and verse 6 as soon as he said I am because the word he's in italics God is the great I am Christ is the great I am but notice he had only to speak the word the Lord used his sword namely his word he is God and God spoke and we're told they fell backwards to the pride so what use was their lanterns and their torches and their weapons the weapons were absolutely of no use whatsoever because the Lord used the sword of the spirit which is the word of God he spoke 
the word and they went back and fell to the ground there's the power of God's word there's the power of the sword of the spirit you recall when John had that revelation of Christ on the Isle of Pontus he saw Christ and he said out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword well that day in Gethsemane's garden out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and those who came to arrest him went back and fell to the ground that's the power of God's word we know that someday maybe not too distant future the Lord will return the Lord's coming back again and we read in Isaiah 11 verse 4 when he returns he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth the rod of his mouth is the sword of the spirit the Lord has given to us that same sword that we may wield against Satan and we may conquer him for we have a, the word that is sharper than any two-edged sword let Satan search his weaponry he has nothing there but nothing there sharper than the two-edged sword which is the word of God it's great isn't it we have this great book God's holy word and Satan has no answer to it so regarding the power of the word of God the power to conquer Satan and his power to convert sinners power to convert sinners that's why Satan hates God's word so much I tell you that's why Satan hates God's word so much you see in the courts there used to be a plaque of the ten commandments they removed the ten commandments why because they hate God's word John Wesley said John Wesley of course the mighty preacher when everywhere preaching the word riding on horseback preaching in the open air Wesley said give me 300 men who fear nothing but God and sin he says and we will shake the gates of hell how would he do that 
by preaching the word of God by wielding the sword of the spirit we will shake the gates of hell preach the word proclaim its truths and the spirit of God will apply it to hearts and convict and convert sinners I tell you that's why Satan hates the word remember what Paul said about the word of God I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth why would he be ashamed no I'm not ashamed he said and we will stand with Paul and I can say I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes that's what Paul said about this book about the word about the gospel about the sword of the spirit it is the power of God unto salvation it's the power of God that word for power is the Greek word dunamis where we get the English word dynamite from here we have the dynamite of heaven the word of God it is quick it is powerful it is sharper than any two edged sword and Paul says I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God now we see why Paul was not ashamed of the gospel why should he be and yet in this day of apostasy and modernism there are many a man many a church today they're ashamed of the gospel for they no longer preach it no longer do they preach salvation through Christ alone they're ashamed of the gospel they have to bring in other things but Paul wasn't ashamed neither are we because it's the power of God why should we be ashamed of that which is the power of God take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God it's power of the gospel there's power to make blind eyes see to make drunkards sober to make drug addicts be found sitting clothed and in their right mind that's the power of the gospel of Christ what a book we have what a word we have what a sword we have the sword of the spirit 
which is the word of God has power to conquer Satan power to convert sinners and power to give courage to the soldier when you have such a sword as this such a word as this does it not give courage as we face the wiles of the devil turn over to Joshua and with this we'll close Joshua chapter 1 there in Joshua 1 Joshua of course we know became the leader of Israel after the death of Moses and here's the Lord encouraging Joshua verse 7 only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law see the connection see the connection be strong very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law that is the word of God which Moses my servant commanded thee turn not from it from the law from the word to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou go there's success there's victory this book of the law this book of the word of God shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night there we have it getting familiar with the sword of the spirit and how to use it that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous there's victory and then thou shalt have good success and verse 8 or verse 9 have not I commanded thee be strong and of a good courage be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest we're on the winning side believer and the sword of the spirit the book of the law gives us that courage to go out and face the wiles of the devil the sword of the spirit which is the word of God let us keep it close by our side have it in our hands have it in our hearts and have it in our head and we will see the devil overthrown and we'll know the victory for the word of God gives us courage for the battle that's the power of God's word and we thank the Lord for it Amen. Let's follow in prayer.
dear Lord, we thank thee for thy word. <coughs> we thank you, Lord, for the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And how the dear Spirit of God applies that word to our hearts. And there we find comfort and courage from the word of God. We can go forth conquering and to conquer. But we know Satan has no answer to the word of God. Dear Lord, write this word upon hearts today. And indeed may signs follow the preaching of the word to the glory of thy name. Lord, be with us today and throughout this week. Be pleased, Lord, to return us to thy house this evening. We may learn more from thy word and learn more about our dear Saviour. Lord, keep us healthy and well and safe and are going out and coming in. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. Amen.